1 Corinthians 11:23. For I have received of the Eternal that which also I delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup <clears throat> when he had, he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do you as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord irreverently shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man test himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. <clears throat> For he that eats and drinks unworthily eats and drinks damnation to himself, not dividing the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if you would judge, if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the eternal, that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brothers, when you come together to eat, tarry one for another. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home that you come not together under condemnation, and the rest will I set in order when I come. Now to Romans 5. We'll begin in verse 1. <clears throat> Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation works patience, and patience, character, and character, hope. And hope makes not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit which is given to us. For when you were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commends his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. 
And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Then down in verse 18. Therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men under justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. From there, let's go back to Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? O oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but you hear not, and in the night season, and am not silent. But you are holy, O oh you that inhabits the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in you, they trusted, and you did deliver them. They cried to you and were delivered. They trusted in you, and were not confounded. But I am a worm, and no man, a reproach of men, and despised of the people. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip. They shake the head, saying, He trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. But you are he that took me out of the womb. You did make me hope when I was upon my mother's breast. I was cast upon you from the womb. You are my God from my mother's belly. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help. Many bulls have compassed me, strong bulls of Bashan have beset me round. They gaped upon me with their mouths as a raving and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaves to my jaws. And you have brought me into the dust of death. For dogs have compassed me. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I may see all my bones. They look and stare upon me. They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. But be you not far from me, O Lord. O my strength, haste you to help me. Deliver my soul from the sword and my darling from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth, for you have heard me from the horns of the unicorns. I will declare your name unto my brethren. In the midst of the congregation will I praise you.
You that fear the Eternal, praise Him. All you the seed of Jacob, glorify Him. And fear Him, all you the seed of Israel. For He has not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. Neither has He hid His face from Him. But when He cried to Him, He heard. Now to John 6. Begin in verse 47. Truly, truly, I say to you, he that believes on me has everlasting life. I am that bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoso eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eats my flesh and drinks my blood dwells in me, and I in him. As the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eats me, even he, shall live by me. This is that bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eats of this bread shall live forever. Then 1 Corinthians 10. Go to verse 16. The cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? For we being many are one bread and one body, for we are all partakers of that one bread. Then First Peter 2. Here, verse 20. For what glory is it if when you be buffeted for your faults, you shall take it patiently? But if when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. For even hereunto were you called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps who did no sin, 
neither was guile found in his mouth. For when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. Through his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins should live to righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. For you were as sheep going astray, but are now returned to the shepherd and bishop of your souls. Then Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yes, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now to Matthew 26. verse 26. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Our Father in heaven, we thank you so very deeply for what you and your Son have done. Even before the foundations of the world, you knew the shape we would be in on this very night throughout man's history, and that we do need very desperately the return of your Son and our Savior to save us from this sin-sick world, and make us a part of your kingdom forever. And on this very night, Jesus took the bread and blessed it and said, This is my body. And he shows in James and other places that 
through his bread, his body, his flesh, we could look to him and the sacrifice he made by having his body stripped and beaten so that even his bones were showing. He was as hurt, as abused as any person has ever been, and worse. And we have never been sicker or more hurt than he was. So, that trauma that he went through is there for us. We are to trust him and to trust you. And to look to you for healing and help. Because you made our bodies. And you put him through that terrible scourging that we might be healed. So help us take this with deep emotion and feeling and gratefulness that there is an answer to sickness and death that is far beyond what anything man can comprehend. So we thank you for what you've done for us and continue to do for us. And I ask your blessing upon this bread as we take it, that we take it in a very deeply respectful attitude for what the two of you have done for us. So we ask this glorifying you and praising you in Jesus Christ's holy name. Amen. Now if you go to Hebrews 9, verse 11, Hebrews 9 and verse 11, but Christ being come an high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Now, First John 1, 7. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. 
If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar, and His word is not in us. In Ephesians 1. Again in verse 7. <clears throat> in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. In Colossians 1. Here in verse 20. And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things to himself. By him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. And you, that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now has he reconciled. In the body of his flesh, through death, to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. Then Isaiah 53. Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall go up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He has no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he opens not his mouth. He was taken away to prison and to judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him, he has put him to grief. When you shall make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, 
He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he has poured out his soul to death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Now again to Matthew 26. Verse 27. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink you all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Again, great Father in heaven, we have read scriptures about what our Lord and Savior and Redeemer did in presenting his body to be killed and have his blood drain out on the ground. And his blood was by far more precious than all our blood combined, and therefore he is capable of covering the sin of everyone by his one death. We would assuredly die as a penalty of our sins, except that he took those sins upon himself. He was not pure when he died, Father. His impurity was not his own, however. It was our impurities laid upon him. All the sins of the world, from Adam and Eve until now and beyond, were laid upon him, so that all the filth and all the sin and all the degradation that has ever been in the world was laid upon Jesus Christ. He was a man of sorrows. He was deeply acquainted with grief, and he knew, as he was nailed to that stake, that his body would be breached, his blood would pour out, and that that blood, as it dripped and drained to the earth, covered all our sins. So we come to you asking that it be applied in our individual behalf, because it isn't really applied until we repent of our sins and turn to you. And each man, each woman, everyone who has ever lived will have that opportunity before your purposes are all finished. But it's come to us now, Father, and judgment is now upon us. 
So we need this right now, very desperately. Give us faith. Give us trust. Help us totally repent and turn from our sins. Turn to you with all our hearts and trust you that you give life and will give it to us if we believe and serve and obey and follow you. So thank you so very much for what he did for us. And as we take this wine, we rehearse what he did that night. In great pain, in great suffering, we sit here in relative peace and quiet. But Father, bring it home to us about how deeply we owe you and him for what you did. Cleanse us, Father, and make us pure before you as we imbibe of the blood of the Lamb. I pray these things in the name of the Lamb, giving you thanksgiving and honor and glory. Amen. Now let's go to John 13. We'll begin in verse 1. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he was come from God and went to God. He rises from supper and laid aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself, after that he had poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet, and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then comes he to Simon Peter, and Peter said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I do you know not now, but you shall know hereafter. <coughs> Excuse me. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash you not, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said to him, He that is washed needs not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit, and you are clean, but not all. For he knew who should betray him, therefore said he, You are not all clean. So after he had washed their feet and had taken his garments and was set down again, he said to them, Do you know what I've done to you? You call me Master and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. 
Truly, truly, I say to you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If you know these things, happy are you if you do them. So with that, we'll have the foot washing service, even as he did. And the ladies, of course, back in the kitchen and the men here in front of the curtains. We'll continue in John 13, down in verse 18. I speak not of you all, I know whom I have chosen, but that the scripture may be fulfilled, he that eats bread with me has lifted up his heel against me. Now I tell you before it come, that when it is come to pass, you may believe that I am he. Truly, truly, I say to you, he that receives whomsoever I send receives me, and who that receives me receives him that sent me. When Jesus had thus said, he was troubled in spirit, and testified and said, Truly, truly, I say to you, that one of you shall betray me. Then the disciples looked one on another, doubting of whom he spoke. Now there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples, whom Jesus loved. Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him that he should ask who it should be of whom he spoke. He then, lying on Jesus' breast, said to him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, He it is to whom I shall give a sop when I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the sop, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. And after the sop, Satan entered into him. Then said Jesus to him, That you do, do quickly. Now no man at the table knew for what intent he spoke this to him. For some of them thought because Jesus had the bag that Jesus had said to him, <coughs> Buy those things that we have need of against the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. He then, having received the sop, went out immediately, and it was night. Therefore, when he was gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God be glorified in him, God shall also glorify him in himself, and shall straightway glorify him. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. You shall seek me, and as I said to the Jews, where I go, you cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have loved one to another." Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered him, Where I go, you cannot now follow me, but you shall follow me afterwards. 
Peter said to him, Lord, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered him, Will you lay down your life for my sake? Truly, truly, I say to you, the cock shall not crow till you have denied me thrice. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. But where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we know not where you go, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it suffices us. Jesus said to him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet have not you not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how say you then, Show us the Father? Believe you not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwells in me, he does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the very work's sake. Truly, truly, I say to you, he that believes on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that it may abide with you forever. <clears throat> Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it sees it not, neither knows it, but you know it, for he dwells with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world sees me no more, but you see me, because I live, you shall live also." At that day you shall know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He that has my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me. And he that loves me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. Judah said to him, not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us, and not unto the world. Jesus answered and said to him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our abode with him. He that loves me not keeps not my sayings, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. 
These things have I spoken to you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, it shall teach you all things, and bring all things to remembrance whatsoever I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, gives I to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard how I said to you, I go away and come again to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice, because I said I go to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it come to pass, that when it is come to pass, you might believe. Hereafter, I will not talk much with you, for the prince of this world comes and has nothing in me, but that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. Arise, let us go from here. I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you were clean through the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you, except you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me, and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done to you. Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue you in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken to you that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends, if you do whatever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants. For the servant knows not what his Lord does, but I've called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known to you. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. These things I command you, that you love one another. If the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you are of the world, the world would love his own, but because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you.
Remember the word that I said to you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. But all these things will they do to you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they had not had sin. But now they have no cloak for their sin. He that hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works which none other man did, they had not had sin. But now have they both seen and hated both me and my father. But this comes to pass that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law, they hated me without a cause. But when the Comforter is come, when I will, whom I will send to you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceeds from the Father, he shall testify of me. And you also bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning." These things have I spoken to you, that you should not be offended. They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yes, the time comes that whosoever kills you will think that he does God service. And these things will they do to you, because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things have I told you, that when the time shall come, you will remember that I told you of them. And these things I said not to you at the beginning, because I was with you. But now I go my way to him that sent me, and none of you ask, where do you go? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I do, if I do not go away, the Comforter will not come to you, but if I depart, I will send him to you. And when it is come, it will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say to you, but you cannot hear them now. Howbeit when it the Spirit of truth has come, it will guide you into all truth, for it shall not speak of itself, but whatsoever it shall hear, that shall it speak, and it will show you things to come. It shall glorify me, for it shall receive of mine, and shall show it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore said I, that he shall take of mine, and shall show it to you. A little while, and you shall not see me. And again, a little while, and you shall see me, because I go to the Father. Then said some of the disciples among themselves, What is this that he says to us? A little while, and you won't see me. And again, a little while, and you shall see me. And because I go to the Father. They said, therefore, What is this that he says? A little while, we cannot tell what he says. Now Jesus knew that they were desirous to ask him, and said to them, Do you inquire among yourselves of that I said, A little while, and you'll see me, 
And again a little while, and you shall. Truly, truly, I say to you, that you shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice. You shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. A woman, when she is in travail, has sorrow, because her hour is come. But as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembers no more the anguish for joy that a man is born into the world. And you now, therefore, have sorrow, but I will see you again, and your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man takes from you. And in that day you shall ask me nothing. <clears throat> truly, truly, I say to you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. These things have I spoken to you in Proverbs, but the time comes when I shall no more speak to you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. At that day you shall ask in my name, and I say not to you that I will pray the Father for you. For the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and have believed that I came out from God. I came forth from the Father and am come into the world. Again I leave the world and go to the Father. His disciples said to him, Lo, now you speak plainly and speak no proverb. Now are we sure that you know all things and need not that any man should ask you? By this we believe that you came forth from God. Jesus answered them, Do you now believe? Behold, the hour comes, yes, is now come, that you shall be scattered, every man to his own, and shall leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. These words spoke Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify your Son, that your Son also may glorify you. As you have given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you gave me to do. And now, O Father, glorify you me with your own self, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. I have manifested your name to the men which you gave me out of the world. Yours they were, and you gave them me, and they have kept your word. Now they have known that all things whatsoever you have given me are of you. For I have given to them the words which you gave me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from you, and they have believed that you did send me. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which you have given me, for they are yours, and all mine are yours, 
and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you, Holy Father, keep through your own name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. You that, uh, those that you gave me, I have kept, and none of them is lost but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And now come I to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through your truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you have sent me. And the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Father, I will that they also, whom you have given me, be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you have sent me. And I have declared to them your name, and will declare it, that the love wherewith you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. Now let's go to Matthew 26 again. And verse 30. And when they had sung in him, they went out into the Mount of Olives. So we'll now sing a hymn, number 86 in your hymn book, and be dismissed. Number 86. <laughs> 